Everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Fingers Podcast. I think it's episode eighty. Is that one we're on now? I don't know. But I'm your host, Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Good evening, one and all. How are you doing, shirtless Greg? <laughs> they don't know I'm shirtless. I probably shouldn't have told you guys I'm not wearing a shirt because now people are going to listen to this going, "Oh, Greg's out there with this top off, like some sort of weirdo." Yeah, but your cubes that's all good. Oh, you. Um, oh, you. Yeah, I mean, if it gets us more listeners in, I'll, I'll do an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> put them up on Patreon. Yeah, I'm all right. I've been training and I've just eaten a curry in probably record time because I didn't want to be late. And I'm late and I'm full of rice. So yeah, it's well. <laughs> you, ate a, you ate a curry in record time, not to be late, but you were late. still late. And now you're and shirtless. I, yeah, it wasn't. I'm, I'm not shirtless because I had a hot curry. <laughs> We used to fixate on me not wearing a shirt. It's weird. I, wish I, I don't know said... if it was it was that hot and the curry was hot. Or no, it's because you... I've been training and I took off my sweaty t-shirt. Or you got it down you? Or... No, God, no. I took. Oh no, no, no. I took. I had a white t-shirt on. I took it off because I didn't want to get curry down it. But it was also sweaty because I've been training. Because I don't trust oh. myself not to get curry down my white t-shirt. So you ate your curry shirtless. Ugh, God, shut up. God, such a man. My stop God, making this, stop making this weird. What a man. <laughs> anyway, how's Toby? Hey, Toby. Um, I can't follow that at all. <laughs> oh, good. There's no way. I finally found something that Toby can't actually try and one-up me on. No, I'm just like, going to no leave it. <laughs> yeah, I could have come in with that, but no, I'm just going to leave it. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Spectacular. And Mr. Sean Davies. Hey. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm good. I'm just taking my top off just so that Greg doesn't feel Yay! weird. Yay! <laughs> nipple bros. Um, yeah, but my all right, if we're like... all doing it, fine. <laughs> Hashtag finger nipples. Oh, <laughs> or n- nipple oh, guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, finger nips. Finger nips. Uh, the oh. top's going back on. Sorry, that's... <laughs> Greg killed it. Oh, I killed it. Right, okay. Thanks for the, thanks for the uh, vote of solidarity, though. Uh, yes, I am, I am very well, thank you. I've had spaghetti bolognese and um, a coffee, so I'm good. How are you, Ross? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Uh, thank you for taking the reins last week. Yes, no problem. We almost crashed it, but you know, I enjoyed got, it a lot. We got through a quiz despite the fact that I couldn't actually read a single question correctly. <laughs> that quiz was a that quiz was a bastard. I'm very glad I didn't do it last oh. week. Yeah, that was that was specifically for these pair of reprobates, though. So, um, you yeah, good. Glad to know that the next quiz is even harder. So awesome. <laughs> it was just a personalised quiz, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was. I like the fact that it was games that Sean knew that we'd played. Or, you know, had an inkling of. Yeah. I should stress that, um, yes, we did record this on Zoom, but uh, the video is turned off, so we just have the audio for each other. So we can't actually see the toplessness of Greg or Toby. Will you shut up? Or this Sean. is getting weird now. <laughs> so, yeah. We're not just all sitting here on a Zoom <laughs> called Topless. I just want to make that clear. I should have really learned just to, like, the Golden podcast is don't say anything ever. <laughs> it makes it for a very boring podcast. Yeah, oh, no, terribly just, quiet. Don't talk. Don't talk personal. Talk games. Right, okay. Radio games. But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm okay. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been one hell of a week. But yeah, I'm coming out the other side. So 
Let's crack on with our game of the week. Mr. Greg Hicks, what's your game of the week? Besides, what is it? okay, shut up. All right, keep your shirt on. Fuck's sake. Uh, never, <laughs> Sorry, I've never had to do that. He's been waiting for that his whole time. I know, I know, I know. He's been trying to set you up. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I've been playing video games. There you go. I got, I got 100% on Spider-Man. All the trophies. Hooray. Uh, no, my, my game of the week is one that my review will be up for today. It's called Nine Monkeys of Shaolin. So I've been playing on the Xbox, but it's available on everything else. It's basically Streets of Rage in ancient China, which is great. I'm not going to put on a terrible accent and you know make any puns like that, but um, yeah, it's great fun. It's it's a bit basic as you know as side scrolling beat em ups go. It gets a bit repetitive, but if you've got a friend online or local that can join in with you, it's um, yeah, it's good fun. Like the the skill system is quite basic. You've got three skill trees. It's nothing too multi-branching different play styles or anything but you you start learning some avatar style skills as you go on and uh yeah i'm i'm enjoying that review should be up well today hopefully okay yeah it does it does look like a lot of fun hopefully um it'll drop in a sale yeah. i think that's a pick up in a sale game yeah yes yeah, it's, it's good it's it's not reinventing the wheel but besides scrolling fun it's uh it's good i'm enjoying it awesome mr toby anderson what's your game of the week sir uh, my game of the week this week is Resident Evil 7. I've gone back back a few years, I think, with that one because it passed me by uh, when it actually came out. What, 2017, 2018? I can't remember quite. Seven, 17, yeah. 17. Um, I missed it because I just I didn't like the look of a weird cannibalistic family and VR. I didn't have VR at, at the time, so I just left it. Um, but now it's on Game Pass, and I thought, I'll give that a go. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't know why... I ever thought it wouldn't be um, really, really, really fun, really superb. Um, I think they've they've gone, you know, Capcom really stepped back to four. Evil Three wasn't quite up to par, but it was it was still good. Um, but yeah, I uh, I spent most of the time trying to rack my brains and spoiler maybe, but trying to rack my brains around how it linked to to Resident Evil, you know, the other Resident Evil games, how Umbrella was involved, all this kind of stuff. I just spent the entire game trying to work out where the links were. Um, until someone, someone's name popped up. I was like, I know that. And finally, there is a link between these two games. Um, but yeah, scared the shit out of my wife and me multiple times. She was watching most of the game, um, which is a lot of fun. I really liked it. Can't wait for Village now. Um, I'm actually really psyched for Village where I wasn't really all that bothered. Mm. Um, and we've now got, what, Resident Evil movie, two TV series is coming, and Village. And that's a lot of Resident Evil. So, is um, is seven and eight are they tied up in any way? I think seven and eight are yeah. tied together. Yeah, you, you are you are Ethan Winters in this one. <clears throat> in eight, so you carry on oh, as Ethan. Right. You know, you know, in the trailer when I said, um, uh, you know, we did the trailer reaction thing when I said, I'm pretty sure Chris says sorry, Ethan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you said he mentioned something about Maya as well, didn't you? Which yeah, is yeah, his, his um, girlfriend. It looks like Ethan has a flashback, and he's like Mia or Maya, whatever her name was. And um, yeah, the gist the gist of what I've got so far is Ethan who is in no way a special forces operative because he survived the events of the Baker family. Spoilers. Um, he pretty much gets kidnapped and sent over to this. Well, strong arm into helping Chris Redfield. Very okay. good. Yeah. That's, that's the only sort of tenuous link I've got at the moment. Sweet. If it's basically Resident Evil 7 expanded with way more locations and werewolves. really intricate village and werewolves. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, definitely. Yeah, the trailers. Um, I don't know if I'm going to jump into it, but the trailers make it look... Like it's uh, doing all the right things if you're a fan of Seven. So yeah, 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 for you sure. Know, 
bring it on to uh, for everyone that wants to play it. And finally, Mr. Sean Davies, your game of the week, sir. My game of the week is Death Ray Manter Special Edition, which comes out on Switch today. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a shmup, and it's very colourful, and it's it's very basic. There's only one mode and a, a, a series of sequential missions that don't change. It's not procedurally generated or anything. You just have to get through them all in one life. And it, despite the fact that it is just that as a game, it's very uh, inspired by like Robotron, Lomatron, um, Tempest. Basically, it's a Jeff Minter game that wasn't made by Jeff Minter. And it's bloody gorgeous. It's like a fruit machine in your hands on the Switch. It's freaking brilliant. And if you have any inklings that you want to play another Jeff Minter game, you know, and you haven't got a new one to play right now, give Death Ray Manta a go because it's it's a lot of fun. And I've since I've got it, I've been playing it pretty much nonstop because now it's mobile. Uh, it came out on PC in 2015 and I played it a couple hours back then and I really liked it then. And now it's in my hands all the time when I'm pooping, when I'm on the buzz, when I'm in bed, it's all the time Death Ray Manta. So yeah. that's the sign of a great game. That is when you can play it while you're having a poop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to try and you know wipe while doing it, but you know, <laughs> put the switch down. <laughs> yeah, you say that. Um, <laughs> don't don't forget which hand is which and actually wipe with the switch. <laughs> yes, there's a limerick in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a man from Stoke who. Yeah, I was literally going for there once was a man. Yeah, <laughs> who was quite an affable bloke until he forgot which hand was which, wiped his ass with his switch, and now he's definitely broke. Yes! <laughs> wow. <laughs> not bad for a first shot. That was not bad. Uh, <laughs> and that's it for the Fingers nice. Podcast this week. Yeah, Thank you very much. from Greg. <laughs> Nothing will surpass that. That is our <laughs> greatest moment. I like the fact the only thing that rhymes with Stoke is broke, which pretty much says a lot for the North, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, you ruined it, didn't you? No, it didn't rhyme. You had to get offensive. No, I had to get national. <laughs> right. Yes, that was my game of the week. What about you, Rob? Uh, my game of the week is a game that um, we're all very familiar with, and it's called Cloudpunk. And it's... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. And it's now available on consoles, on the uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And, yeah, it's a bit of a banger, isn't it? I'm having a really good time with it. I don't know what's going on, because I've got the P- I'm playing it on my PS4 Pro, and it seems to be running fairly smoothly. There is frame rate issues, but it's not as bad as what I'm seeing online. Some people are saying it's a complete mess, that it's janky, that it's freezing up their saves, that it's crashing. And I'm just not getting any of that. I'm getting frame rate issues. I'm getting going to see certain characters once or twice, but then getting the original dialogue first and then the new dialogue afterwards. Um, I'm getting repetitive stories, but yeah, there are a couple of things that need to be fixed. But overall... Having a great time. I really like Rania. I love being able to bomb around with my AI dog companion, Camus, and learn more about the lore in the world and Bill being a very interesting companion. Um, I've found my way through Null Gates and learning more about uh, my, my hover cars and Skoma, I think it's Skoda. I don't know. I can't remember the, the, evil, the evil corporation, but it's, it's really cool. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. I love that there's a third person mode and a first person mode. So being able to tear around these cities and actually explore them is a really cool update, I think. I think it came to the PC version eventually. 
but uh, I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't there at first. It wasn't there when I reviewed it. It wasn't. Um, it was only third person. Mm. So Have you got yeah. the talking dog? Yes. He's fantastic. Yes. I spent I a lot talking. of time just just talking to the talking dog as much <laughs> as you could because he was really fun. Yeah, Ron is. I love. I'm really enjoying the story. Yeah, I really like our, your your protagonist, uh, Rania. I think she's really interesting. So um, yeah, so far so good. My review will be up this week, and uh, I want to get through as much as I possibly can. Um, but you didn't have quite the same experience with it, Sean. I did not know. So when I first switched on, so I'm playing on a standard PS4. The draw distance and the frame rate were shocking. Like I was driving and I could see the textured rain or fog in front of me and nothing else. There was nothing there. Um, And it took quite a while for me to drive before a building appeared because I was apparently just driving through one of these large empty spaces. But the draw distance was so poor that I couldn't actually see anything in front of me. And and then eventually I kind of got over the fact that, yeah, okay, fair enough. There's, there's some technical limitations. It's not as good as a PC version in, in, with looks. I played it for about three hours. I was having an absolute blast with it. And then I paused it because uh, like some like a Yodel driver arrived. I, I accidentally clicked on, men, on options in the menu. When I unpaused the game, it started to replay the first quest all over again. And I'm halfway through the game. So now, but the thing is, it doesn't stop. So what it does is it basically activates every single quest quest that you've already done and sticks a quest marker on the right-hand side of the screen. So now the right-hand side of my screen is completely filled with quests and different colored markers. The quests I've already done and I can't complete. And now I've eventually rage quit because the target that I was supposed to get to is no longer there. So I think something's truly balked up my save game. Um, I was supposed yeah. to be going to some kind of dance club or something and I get to the location and the, the person that I'm supposed to speak to isn't there. So yeah, it's, it's broken on my game. Uh, and, and I see there's a lot of other people who are experiencing that as well. I, yeah. I'm just glad, just glad that you're not getting it because obviously it's your words that will be in the review, but yeah, it's definitely not perfect, but it's, uh, it's, it's perfectly playable and I've had no save issues yet. Touch wood. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because on the PC it was a few frame rate issues, and I thought that was mainly due to my own PC's lim- limitations. To be perfectly honest, but you, you could definitely see like you know the the steam coming off of the 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 world, but it wasn't causing a fogging effect. You could definitely see you know plenty of buildings into the distance, and I never had any massive issues apart from frame rate. Certainly mm. nothing with quests. I mean, uh, when okay. it works, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's lovely, it's lovely. exactly. How strange. I remember talking in my review about the fact that it could be even better on consoles because it would be nicely optimized and it wouldn't get any yeah. frame rate issues and all that stuff. And here we are saying the exact yeah. opposite has happened. And I've, I've heard the Switch version is uh, balked to death. Oh, so that's a, a real shame. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Sorry, Stone, I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say that Merge have said that there is a patch for the PS4 version ready to go and it will be up soon. So that's apparently, so the visuals apparently are on par with the Switch version currently, and it shouldn't be. Right, okay. <laughs> so, so basically they've, they've kind of parred it all back to the Switch version, and then I'm going to increase the PS4 version. And they, I think they already know how to fix the save game problem, but it, it, won't, it won't save the save game. It'll just stop it happening. So I'm going to have to start the game again. I really mm. want to play it because it's, it's awesome. But yeah, yeah. It's currently fucked. 
it's a shame. But yeah, if you uh, do keep an eye out for it, because if, once they fix it, it's definitely worth a go. Right then, it is time for quiz, 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 it's quiz. It's the quiz. We're we're, we're doing a, a quiz, trivia challenge quiz with Sean. So that's what that was about. Thanks. I kept thinking you were going to launch into a particular song there. I really tried. I couldn't think of one, so it's over. Oh, okay. It sounded a bit like Mission Impossible. Quiz, 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 yeah. quiz, quiz, quiz. That's where I thought you were going. John's a boss. John's a boss. Quiz and quiz and quiz and quiz and what? Quiz and quiz and quiz and quiz and come on. Happy 20th, Chocolate yeah. Starfish. Yeah. There you go. You got your reference in. Do you think we <laughs> can win? Right. I'm, I'm I don't. <laughs> give, me, give me two minutes. I've just got to go and um, check on this. The kids have come yeah. down. And complained about a spider being in the bedroom. I was going to say, I just heard someone shouting something. Are you going to put your hands up, hands down, and back up, up and back down? Up. <laughs> Tell me don't what you, don't you use the switch. What are you going to do now? Yeah. I'm going to squish a spider. Bye. Okay. Ah, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, I, hope you, I hope you enjoy editing, Ross. What was all the love about Limp Biscuit uh, this week then? 20th anniversary chocolate starfish. Ross just said oh, that. I think I just missed what it was each time. Yeah. Just that you were referencing the album. Okay, cool. 20th anniversary 20 years. of... Um, there's a guy that writes for What Culture. He does a lot of the music articles. And in several articles recently, he's just had some massive piss take about Limp Biscuit. And I commented today, I was like, I'm getting the feeling that Tim really doesn't like Limp Biscuit. And he replied back. And he's like, I really don't. I was like, yeah, but... They're pretty good. They even got the Who to cover one of their songs, <laughs> and it was a bit like, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's, it's a cracking album. I don't. I can see why people hate Limp Biscuit, but they're just anyone that like anyone that listens to new metal or grew up with it, and then turns around and goes, "No, I don't like it." Like, Fuck off! You've been yeah, to a new if... metal night or a gig <laughs> or something, and you know the words to Nookie or Breaks. That, that, or that and Linkin Park yeah. were yeah, my jams yeah, that's, that's for twenty years a year, well. probably. That's twenty yeah. years old as well. Hybrid, theory. yeah, Hybrid Theory, and then me and, and Meteora—they were awesome. Hybrid Theory and Chocolate Starfish released in the same year. Crazy, yeah, mad, isn't it? Now, who, look who's still going strong now. I mean, Linkin Park's still bigger, but Limp Bizkit is still going. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw him in Cardiff two years ago. Mm, what Limp Bizkit? Yeah, they were torn with corn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that when my friends went. I saw them yeah, it was mental. 2014 in Bristol, and it was jam-packed, and it was amazing. And then <laughs> we saw a tribute band in Glastonbury, and even they were amazing, like an hour and a half of Limp Bizkit songs. And they, nice. they, they nailed it. And then saw Limp Bizkit at Hellfest, 18, and it was the day that Vinnie Paul had died from Pantera. So they came out playing a Pantera song, and it was like, all right, fair enough. Halfway through, they played another Pantera song, they played a Rage Against Machine song because Rage Against Machine don't like them. So they played a Rage song. And then they just started farting around and playing other songs. It's like... And you're like, I came for Glimp. I'm at the front because um, <laughs> the way the Hellfest stages work, main stage one and two are next to each other. So one sets up to the plays. And I was right in the middle. So it was Deftones first and then Limp Bizkit. And I was just like, Limp Bizkit just phoned it in. I was like, oh my God. Sorry, Sean's back now. Um, but when I saw him, they played everything up to... Basically, at the end of Chocolate Starfish, there was no results may vary. There was no The Unquestionable Truth or Gold Cobra. It was all classics. Oh, nice. Significant other Chocolate Starfish and $3 bill. They, they played Gold Cobra at Bristol. They came on to Welcome to the Jungle. It's quite funny because they were like, who wants to hear Eat You Alive? And everyone went, Ray! Or it was like, well, who wants to hear Faith? And it was just like, 
even louder. And while Eat You Alive is a banger, just hearing Faith, it was just like that. Do, 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 do. Was Faith like, is great. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I Michael hated it. <laughs> their version of it is fantastic. Yeah. Should we do a <laughs> quiz then? They do covers all right, actually. Behind yeah. the Wise is all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit corny, but... Yeah, well, well, as in the band corny, as in it's just a corny cover. Well, it's a bit Limbisky more than corny, yeah. I think. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, Sean. Hi. That's all staying in, by the way. That we've was good. Loads, we got loads of Limbisky stuff. Oh, to I cut we out trying, there. <laughs> trying to keep time down. Do you want to do a quiz? Go on then. So long as it's about Limbisky. Yeah. Um, no, fuck Limbiscuits. Oh. Oh. I am cool. <laughs> no, uh, the reason the reason I detest Limp Biscuit is because I once tried to do a quiz for you and the listeners, and oh, all, yeah. about, all the way through was Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I fucking was... love Limp Biscuit, but you fucked up a quiz, and everyone was like, "What the uh, fuck did you do that quiz?" And I'm wouldn't, like, it, wouldn't it be nice? I feel like we're about to do it again. Uh, <laughs> if I could touch your body, <laughs> cool. So, make I know not everybody. Somebody like you. <laughs> uh, let me know when you finish. I'm like just going to sit here. Okay. I got to think twice. Don't you know that I'm never coming back? I mean, we're both singing from the wrong album. I know yeah. Ross, is, <laughs> Ross is singing Boiler from the right album. Why? <laughs> Why? Sorry, Sean, crack on. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting. So just, just get it out of the system. Can right, we okay? just get the quiz rolling, rolling? Why? <laughs> Who takes the blame? <laughs> You know he's going to walk out and not do a quiz in a minute. Come on, uh, let's go. I'm just, just going to leave. That's fine. I'm just, I'm just not going to do a quiz. I'm taking my quiz and I'm going home. Oh, right, okay. I just want to uh, dedicate this uh, quiz to you, Ben Stiller. You are my favourite motherfucker. I've got to stop laughing because it's encouraging you. <laughs> okay, not funny anymore. This, not uh, funny this, anymore. This, this quiz is all, all, all games from 1998. So, you know, we're, we're retro. So, let's do this. Question one, which 1998 stealth game featured protagonists called Ricky Maru and Ayame? Question one, which 1998 stealth game featured protagonists called Ricky Maru and Ayame? Can you ask that again without murdering the pronunciation, please? No, fuck you. <laughs> Ayane, innit? Ricky Maru. <laughs> oh, I think we have a set. Sorry, Sean, carry on with your quiz. Question two. Which Comedy Network TV show was transformed into a first-person shooter for the N64 in 1998? Question two, which Comedy Network TV show was transformed into a first-person shooter for the N64 in 1998? Oh, God, the fog. The fog. Okay, uh, question three. In which 1998 game do you explore the Black Mesa research facility? Is that game that old? Wow. Question three. In which 1998 game do you explore the Black Mesa research facility? Question four. In which 1998 survival horror game could you play the the Force Survivor and the Tofu Survivor gameplay modes. Question four, in which 1998 survival horror game could you play the Force Survivor and the Tofu Survivor gameplay modes? Question five, in 1998, Rare released just one video game and it was for the N64. What game was it? 
question five. In 1998, Rare released just one video game, and it was for the N64. What game was it? Still don't know. I'll, I'll say it the third time. Damn it, those extra few seconds just didn't yeah. help, did they? <laughs> okay, question six. Which Arsenal football player featured on the front cover of the FIFA 99 box art in Europe? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> You're testing me there, but thankfully the only, uh, the only football club that I could name any players of is Arsenal. Sorry, I dropped my mic. Wow, you got the question right then. Mic drop. Anyway, <laughs> question six. <laughs> might, fall, might fall over, I think, was more fitting. <laughs> question six. Which Arsenal football player featured on the front cover of the FIFA 99 box art in Europe? Question seven. In the German version of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the Carpenters are named after the four members of which 60s British pop group? What? That's, <laughs> that's news to me. You what? Question seven. In the German version of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the Carpenters are named after the four members of which 60s British pop group? Okay, well, it's going to have to be a bloody guess. There was only one, wasn't there? Not Carpenters. I mean, there was only one 60s pop group. <laughs> I think it's the Carpenters. There were a couple. Okay. Only, only one that mattered. Yeah. Question eight. Which 1998 3D platforming game was the second ever game to be made by Insomniac Games and was originally a PlayStation exclusive? Oh, crap. Oh crap, oh crap, I don't know. <laughs> Question 8. Which 1998 3D platforming game was the second ever game to be made by Insomniac and was originally a PlayStation exclusive? Uh, oh, you know this one, Greg. It's going to kick me in the ass when I find out. Insomniac, I mean, oh, no idea. Okay, question nine. In Tomb Raider 3, the Lara Croft, the adventures of Lara Croft, the first level was set in which location? Was it India, Nevada, the South Pacific, or Antarctica? So question nine. In Tomb Raider 3, the adventures of Lara Croft, the first level was set in which location? Was it India, Nevada, the South Pacific, or Antarctica? And finally, question 10. Which 1998 vehicular combat game is set in an alternative version of 1975 and features two teams called the Vigilantes and the Coyotes? And I said it right, so fuck you. Doesn't the name kind of give it away? No. Alright. Not unless you know how many of them there are. <laughs> Question 10, which 1998 vehicular combat game is set in an alternative version of 1975 and features two teams called the Vigilantes and the Coyotes? Oh man, I ate that last question up. <sighs> sure you did. <laughs> I've been good and I've sent you my answers. Wow. 
Good, good. Well, thank you, Sean. A pleasure. I'm sorry we derailed it. You know what we do. You didn't derail it. I just wanted you to get it all out of your system before you did. Because <laughs> the last time, it was really frustrating. Because every time I spoke, then someone else spoke. And I couldn't hear if the microphone had picked me up or not. This time, you know, you just let you, let you get, tie yourself out. Yeah? Give you some hot milk. <laughs> do a quiz. If it happens again, just be wary of your surroundings and give yourself something to break. There you go. Right now, you're dangerous. Luke, I'm going to give you a cookie in a minute with your hot milk, okay? Oh, Sean, we better calm down because he's starting up like a chainsaw. All right, I've sent you my answers as well. There you go. Skin his ass raw. I feel bad if I don't do it now. Right then, there's uh, no both barrels because it's been a long week and this podcast is already far too long. So, we're going to go straight into uh, the big topics of the week, which is, first up, let's talk about user interfaces, guys. Yeah, really exciting. Now, Sony this week dropped the surprise video that the PS5 user interface is now actually a thing. We can see it, and we had a brief look at some of its features, including uh, the addition of cards, which is additional access to certain parts of games immediately from the homepage rather than being able to have to jump in the game. Um, there's some new party modes. There's a new homepage, which is uh, very slick and nice. And I just wanted to get the opinions of, uh, of the gents. So I'll start with uh, Toby. What was your opinion on the PS5 user interface video? I liked it. It was, um, it, was a, it was a cool video, actually. I know you're saying user interfaces are not that interesting, but sometimes when they look slick and sexy, they can be. Um, I think it's uh, it's a pretty good one actually. It's it's got th those card things that you mentioned are pretty cool. Um, I like the idea that it's all uh, like integrated between the system operating software and the games themselves. So if they're Sony, you know, direct games, then we'll get that straight away. But if it's going to be other third-party ones, I suppose they'll they'll come you know as and when um, going forward. But that's a pretty cool uh, little thing for trophy hunters like myself and and Sean as, as well, especially. I think if um, they're all going to be tied to like in-game tasks and things so it'll be trophies primarily probably but then other game tasks levels adventures things like that it looked like as well so that's kind of cool um i've always liked the way that xbox gives you the like the progress towards your next achievement and that's kind of sony taking that one as well so you could see the percentage mark against each thing that you've done um, so that, that's, that's kind of a, a nice, neat sort of way to do it. The fact that you can go from each thing and you can go directly from that point on the card to another point in the game, that just brilliant bit of integration. I think it's, I think it's got some really cool stuff. Um, obviously, I want to see more of what, you know, like the actual physical stuff with the haptics and things, but the, we know a little bit more about the controller having, you know, the um, controller microphone uh, has a mute button. You can dictate so that you don't have to do your, crazy alphabet typing which no one likes to do on a controller anymore so that's kind of good as well um and yeah i think the last thing i remember was um parties they said there was lots of new sort of integrated stuff with parties so you can set up uh, you know like a group that shares not just you know being in that particular game but uh, also things like you can share your screenshots you can share videos you could have an in-screen mode of your mate playing their game and you can you know talk about the two different games that you're both playing at the same time we could have a finger guns party all sharing different different stuff all at different points it's Yay. um it's a cool it's a cool thing it's a cool thing i like it i think it's a good good system and i think sony will probably you know keep changing it keep honing it things like that as they go because they've done that with the ps4 system for 
you know, the whole time we've had this generation, they've made it slightly different. We've, um, we had a few upgrades, haven't we, over, over the time. But yeah, as a starting point, pretty cool. I think the one thing I want to make sure it still happens, and they said you get like a personalized store, they said, um, is I want my wish list to properly work on my console. I know we mentioned this before and you guys said there was a wish list, but it's tucked away inside the app and the store when you go on it on your PC or your phone. It's not on the console. I want it on my console. That's, That's me. A, that, that is a fair thing to have because, yeah, it is a very strange omission from the console store, which you would assume is the one that people use the most. Yeah. I would, yeah, by a long shot. I guess that. So what what is Steam without your wish list? You know, Sony is missing a trick with that. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if I could find an Xbox One either. But um, they need them. They need wish lists that are much more accessible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Greg, the user interfaces are a big a big thing for you. You're looking forward to seeing or getting your hands on the PS5 one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm doing a pool. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen it yet. But I mean. <laughs> I'm not against I it. I just described all the bits for you. you yeah, go. cool. Um, I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I, I'm looking forward to strange new things. The only thing I get pissed off is when you get accustomed to one thing and it goes, whoop, there's a new one. I mean, how many versions did the Xbox go through? 360 with its blades. So, yeah, I'm, UI doesn't really do anything for me. I like it when it's simple. I mean, I like the PlayStation 4. Uh, 5. I like the PlayStation 4's one at the moment. There's my games, there's my trophies, there's my friends list, there's my notifications. Um, other than that, I don't really have much of a... I'm not a design nut, I don't really care too much. It's when they try and make it like media hubs that I give up on it. Like The, the Microsoft one, the Xbox store at the moment, it's changed again and it looks absolutely awful. Like I said, you get used to something and it's like, oh, now we've gone and fucked it up for you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I don't have an opinion really. Um, I'm, I'm welcome, I'm always keen to see new things but at the same time like i don't get excited from a from a design or an aesthetic point of view i still think the ps5 looks ugly itself so what do i know are there any features that you'd like to see anything that maybe carried over from the ps4 that you'd like to see again on ps5 or no but i think you guys mentioned it the other day in the slack which i think is quite cool the idea of watching something like picture in picture kind of thing because i do tend to play games that have got not a lot of music or anything going or games i've already played before i will be watching something on my phone like I like watching Game Grumps. So I'll have like a, a best of compilation on my phone, like playing on YouTube while I watch, uh, while I play something. So if I can have that picture in picture and freeze up my phone, then yeah, fine. Brillo, I'm all for that. But no, nah, I mean, there's nothing that immediately, like I don't have the suspended play thing on, on PlayStation. You know, you can suspend gameplay and then put yeah. PlayStation and rest. I don't, I don't do that. Just, I don't know why. I'm, just, I'm not against it. I'm just not really that bothered by it. So, no, without sounding like a, a negative Nancy, I'm not really the, the person to be excited about this kind of thing. I take consoles as they come, really. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, they're making the Xbox are making a big deal about this quick resume thing. Yeah. Like how I you mean, can suspend like four games at a time. I was why? like, who, who plays that many? Four games was, at once, yeah. Like the idea of like, I've got Street Fighter open on one panel and I can jump into a game quickly and then I can go back to playing some other Xbox game. There's got to be yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I can play Forza. But then just imagine the lag if you're trying to play online with all four of these things. Or like what gets priority? The one that's obviously the one you're playing, but how does bandwidth know that? Yeah. I mean, I've seen the speed that they can jump between them and it is impressive, but it's, it's, it is a weirdly pointless feature. Yeah. <laughs> 
having multiple games on the go, which I'm not sure. Yeah, that's it. Like picture in picture, if you've got something else going on, other like I said, like watching YouTube or Netflix or something, you can have a film on. Like you could hypothetically be playing Death Stranding and you've got a long ass walk and you could be watching Hot Fuzz at the same time. That's a cool feature. But yeah, I mean, going back to the question about UI and stuff. Um, nah, it's, to, to me, learning new tips and tricks along the way is quite cool. But I don't get like all excited for, ooh, I can't wait to have my own designs, you know, like my, my personal. I, mean, like, I have themes on my PlayStation, but yeah, I'm not really too fussed about much else in that regard. Uh, Sean Davies, uh, finally. What does you make of the UI? Are you uh, excited to explore the nook and crannies of what it can offer? Or are you like Greg, nonplussed to anything because he's shirtless and he can look down at his sexy, sexy chest? <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to sue you for harassment. <laughs> you, are sex, you are sexualizing me to the audience. It's very oh, weird. I know. Only I'm allowed to do that. Okay. Okay, um, I'm I'm excited for the UI. Um, I was very excited during that video because I've, it feels like Sony have made a conscious effort with the interface to integrate all of the new features that so that the PS5 has. You know, the cards feature that wouldn't work on another console without this kind of power behind it, and it feels like this is the best use of everything that the PlayStation 5 has. You know being able to pick different parts of a game and jump into it instantly, being able to snap, you know, game hints and videos and to have, you know, the PS5 have, you know, being able to recognize a voice and do dictation. It's, it's all very, very snazzy stuff. And I'm very excited about um, getting to play with this around, play around with it. The quick resume, um, the, so apparently the PS5 will be able to have two, or more games like stalled basically on your your PS5. Um, we don't know how many numbers, but there's, there's basically there's a, like a note in one of the things that they showed off, which was like this will close down all of the games that are currently open, which you know in, indicates that you know you can have more than one game open at the same time. And I'll be honest with you, that's going to be a, a godsend for people like me who have kids who, you know, I'll, I might wake up and the kids might still be in bed or decide to have a quick go on FIFA, and you know, start half a game and then the kids will come down and go, Daddy, I want to watch Netflix or, you know, Daddy, I want to go on, you know, a different game. So then you have to knock it off and come back later. The problem is, and, and I think this is the feature which is going to boggle my brain. If, if, I go, if I go into, like, resume, like, onto the dashboard from my PS4, the vast majority of games that you want to kind of pause and then want to resume later will then kick you back to the main menu because they are connected games like like The Division, Borderlands, or basically any game that's a serious game or has some online component these days. If you pause the game and go to a dashboard, when you go back, it kicks you. you now it says, sorry, you disconnected from the server, reconnect. And I'll be very interested if, if this hardware manages to get around that so that it stays connected rather than basically putting it into a suspended state where it just disconnects from whatever services, whether it's actually running in the background or not. Because if it is, then that's great. Um, but if not, then it's pretty fucking pointless because you have to start the game again anyway. So yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how that works once I get my hands on it. Mm. One month to go. Yeah, boy. Literally. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. 
I think it's, so it's exactly. I think it's crazy because we just still don't know an awful lot about it. The the, the information has been so drip fed to us that it's like it's out next month. What? Yeah, only yeah. for some of us who've managed to pre-order it as well. Oh, a lot yeah. of us aren't going to get it in a month. Yeah. Okay. Sean, we're getting it in a month. Yeah, Sean is getting <laughs> it in a month. That's exactly it. I'm jealous. I mean, you know, you can all live vicariously through me as I describe my excitement in Slack. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, PS5 is not far away now. Um, there's still, I imagine, a lot of cool little features that the UI can do that we don't know about yet. Hopefully there'll be another state of play before release. Because, yeah, I, I saw a lot of things on there. I was like, what does that do? And they was like, oh, we've run out of time. I was like, why have you run out of time? It's your video. You could talk about it if you wanted to. So that was a bit annoying. But it looks shiny and pretty, so... That's all we can really ask for. Have you got your TV yet, Sean? Uh, no, it's not been accepted yet. Um, my oh. order has not been confirmed. So, um, yeah, my, my big TV is not quite on its way. But it should be here before the PS5 comes. So, Oh, shit. I'll be able to take advantage of the 4K Blu-ray player. In my... No, no, I won't because I've got the all-digital Xbox. Fuck's sake. Ah. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> You can take advantage of uh, UHD stuff on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's fine. But I do live in Stoke, so you know, we just we just found it out about dial-up here. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll cool. see. Okay, cool. Uh, right then, yeah, talking about releases. I mean, let's jump into November because it's looking pretty wild, and the gaming season is well and truly underway. And we're getting very, very excited. I want to talk about. Well, I'll be talking about Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs comes out at the end of October, but of course I'll be playing it into November. The big ones, 10th of November, the Series X and S Land. So does Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. On the 12th, the PS5 lands in the US, with of course Mars Morales, Demon Souls, Black Ops Cold War. On the 19th, the PS5 lands in the UK, and also is the release of Cyberpunk 2077. Hyrule Warriors also lands on the 20th, if you're a Nintendo Switch player. So yeah. Fun times if you're a Switch player this month. But yeah, it seems to only be Hyrule Warriors that's, that's getting people jacked for the Switch this month. But what are we excited about? I want to know what your most hyped game is for. Uh, Greg, what's your number one for November? Oh, it's got to be Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. With, like, without a doubt. I've been looking forward to that since announcement. Uh, since that, you know, weird slow-mo trailer many, many moons ago. So yeah, it's, it's definitely Cyberpunk. That's going to be my all-consuming game for November, December. However long, 2011 was the first trailer, wasn't it? No, it wasn't that far back, was it? The one with the 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 girl with the blades, the arm blades. Yeah, was it 2011? I can't. That would seem a long time ago. I want to. I mean, you're not probably not far. So like 2014, 15, or something stupid like that. But yeah, mainly, definitely, definitely Cyberpunk, and then Mars Morales. But it would just be the PS4 version for me. So no weird fancy upgrade of the other game or anything like that. Okay, the Cyberpunk 27 title reveal was in 2012. 2012? You weren't far yeah. off. The teaser trailer was 2013. Wow. I mean, still, it's been a long time. It's been seven um, years. So yeah, nice. I've been hyped for seven years, and I kind of lost interest when they stopped talking about it, and then, of course, they reignited it with the, with the Twitter, and it was just like, <gasps> oh my god! And I've got faith. I've got faith in it. And it, you know, I put 210 hours into Witcher 3, for Christ's sake, so I've got faith. And I'm excited. Awesome. And I don't care that I'm not getting a PS5 on the day of release and whatnot. I'm still excited for it. Tell me, Anderson, what is uh, what's getting you hyped for November? Um, well, I definitely second uh, Cyberpunk 2077. 
Um, that's probably the first one. The Night City wires have just been insane. Um, I'm already in love with that city. And they showed these cars last week, uh, or a couple of days ago, the six-wheel corp cars. Uh, I have to own one of those. They're amazing. Why don't we have six-wheel cars already? Um, should definitely be already a, a thing. Um, I think what what's surprising me a bit about November is that actually some of the things I really wanted are have been delayed, um, which is a bit of a shame. So we were looking forward to Chris Tales and uh, Kenna or Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, I'm still waiting for a release date on Haven. Um, so th there's a few things there that have been you know delayed into 27, 20, 2021 not 2077, um, 2021, that, that it's a bit of a shame. Um, but of the ones that are coming out, I mean, I could add another couple um, to that, which is maybe a little bit smaller games than uh, than uh, Cyberpunk. But the Vulcaneer, that looks totally my kind of jam. Flight simulator with an eagle um, that equips the eagle with weaponry and big open world across the sea. It's It looks really cool. If it's got a bit of a story to it, I'm going to be very happy with that one. Um, and I'm looking forward to one called Sukuna of Rice and Ruin as well, which is like a little little uh, 2D combat RPG with loads and loads and loads of farming of rice. Um, you have to manage your own little farm um, with this cute little goddess um, who's uh, in charge of all of the rice farming for this little village. Um, and that looks right up my street. So those those are kind of, they're going to, hold me over until I actually get these next gen consoles and I can actually, you know, then splash on, um, you know, Ratchet and Clank, Miles Morales. I kind of want Observer System Redux as well. That one looks really cool. Um, and then I'm going to have to start Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS4, I think, and then um, upgrade it as we go into PS5 times, hopefully mm. at some point in early December when there's loads of PS5 suddenly available. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Are you holding off on getting Miles Morales until you get a next-gen console? I'm thinking that I'll only be able to play so many games at once, so some of these things I'll just not bother with for a few weeks. Um, and yeah, Miles Morales might be one of them. I think Cyberpunk is, like Greg said, that's going to take at least three or three months of my time to actually get through. We'll be playing that into February for sure. Um, so I think, yeah, if, we, uh, if I can hold off on Valhalla and Observer and... Um, Miles Morales. I probably have to, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. I find it. I know this isn't. We're a, we are a very indie focused podcast and website, but I do find it difficult to motivate myself to play indies in November <laughs> because it's like it's just Christmas all at once in, in November because everything comes out that you've been waiting for all year. I think, and I think if I'd got the if I could get the piece PS5 on November nineteenth, then sure, I'd go for a bunch of triple A's but I'm not going to get it that day. So the AAA is going to wait three weeks. You know what I mean? So, Does it make good business sense for them to all launch at the same time like this? Well, it happens every year. Because you can't buy them all. No, I mean, look what happened to Titanfall 2. Yeah. You know, that was like buried between COD and Battlefield. And it's, this is uh, what I mean. And it died a death, even though it was a million times better than either of them. And uh, we shall see. It's a very exciting time. But yeah, you've got to vote with your wallet, as they say. And get a bit more picky this year because obviously we can't afford new consoles as well as all, as well as all these new games. Well, they are. They're very exciting. And it's great that they're all coming out finally. Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what is getting you... I don't think I really need to ask you, but what is getting you hyped for November more than anything else? Everything. I hate this fucking time <laughs> of year. I hate this time of year. This, every year, every fucking November, I burn myself out. And it, I fucking hate that I do this. But it's like, okay, every single AAA drops... And, and I'm there on day one for all of them going, gimme, 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 gimme. And then I'm moving on to the next one. 
And in between that, we've got all the indie games going, can you, can you play this, please? And it's like, yeah, no problem. And then I ended up killing myself playing games. I fucking hate it every fucking year. Like, I'm looking down the list now and I'm thinking, ooh, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups. That comes out on November 6th. I know that I'll play that with my kids. And I'm thinking, I'm going to request that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that, that comes out like days before. It comes out the same day as Dirt 5, another game that I want. That I still, it came, comes out four days before The Falconeer, another game that I want. And Valhalla, another game that I want. Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Sackboy, Destruction All-Stars, even Just Dance 2021. This, <laughs> no, let's just be honest, right? There, there isn't, this time of year is horrible for people who don't have a preference of games. I don't care if I'm jumping up and down to Lady Gaga in my living room or killing people on Demon Souls. It's all good to me. And this time of year, it's just like, they pile it all in at the end of the year. And I'm like, help me. And it's, 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 I just wish they would fucking space it out because God damn, man, this time of year is horrible. Like you, you go out and go, Oh, this new games come out. That looks awesome. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. That's fine. I'll buy it. And then you get home, you go, Oh, fuck's sake. In two years, two days time, another game comes out that I want. <laughs> How is this fair? <sighs> anyway, sorry. So what's getting you excited about November? <laughs> like everything. This is the what problem. is the, what is the, okay. Give me, give, me, give me a top three that could be released in November and the rest you can wait for. Okay, Valhalla. Valhalla? Um, you said on this very podcast you were not buying Valhalla. I know, I know. Look at you go. But the, the, this is the problem. It, you know, I say this every year, Call of Duty, Black Ops, um, Black Ops Cold War. I say this every mm-hmm. year. In February, I'm like, ah, I bought, I bought every favorite Call of Duty. I don't, I don't want it this year. And then it comes down to October and I'm like, just inject it into me. Just give it to me now. I want the Call of Duty. <laughs> And the other one I think is Need for Speed a Hop Shoot Remastered because oh, yeah. I, I I know that's like shuffled and I I look at Cloudpunk and I'm I basically made a snap judgment there on the fact that I want Valhalla first out of all of the other ones because I think that's the one I will mainline the most because there's so many games that are so similar open world games and I think Valhalla is the one I'll take first but I mean you could take any of them Cyberpunk Spider Man they're just they're all going to be good. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, what about you, Roscoe? Um, there's a lot to be excited about. I'm excited to finally get my hands on Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I know that's not November, but it's basically the end of this month. So I'm very excited to get my hands into that. That'll, that'll look after me quite nicely until until Mars Morales lands and Cyberpunk. I mean, there's a nice there's enough of a gap between Morales and Cyberpunk. I say there isn't. There isn't really. It's like seven days. But it's that feels almost like enough time to play Mars Morales. I don't know if I'll have it done by then, but are you like me? Are you trying to have a clean slate before 2077 lands? Am I trying to have a clean slate? Yeah, sort of. I don't want to have something big on my hands. I think I, I think I was saying the other week that I, I finished Persona 5 um, very deliberately, put many, many, many hours into that last month trying to finish it off because I was like, I can't be playing this still at the end of the year when it came out in March. Um, and that's because, yeah, I didn't want to be still be playing Persona 5 when um, when I started um, Cyberpunk 2077. And same with The Witcher last year. I, I, I waited quite a long time for The Witcher 3. Um, but when I played it, it was like, you know, 150 hours is like a minimum you have to put into that game really to finish it properly. Yeah. Um, so that took 
you know, what, four or five months of my year last year. Um, so I'm sure Cyberpunk will do the same, and I don't want to have something else massive at the same time. You're right that Miles Morales will be something where you can probably clear it in a week or two. That's fine, but you don't want something big. So I couldn't start Persona 4, for example, on, on, on Steam. There's just no way. I have to wait until next year sometime for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to want to play COD, I think. the Black Ops. I love Black Ops. It's my favorite COD, so... I'm really into yeah, but that's the nice. That's campaign. a nice short, sweet. Yeah, sort of I could do that. You get really into yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I didn't play a card and have the campaign done within two nights. Yeah, um, and so that's perfectly fine. Valhalla, I'm not jazzed about. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'll, I'll definitely play it. But of, of the list of everything that's coming out, it's not up the top because I'll, I'll be too entrenched into Legion at that point. I think. And yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk is gonna is gonna take over everyone and everything that's all the gaming industry we've been talking about for weeks you know and what they find or secrets they discover the stories that they find hanging out with keanu reeves you know that's the thing you can do we can hang out with keanu reeves now that's Thanks. just oh my god <laughs> i mean november's got you know there's two consoles dropping or three or four technically and there's still so much to play and all of this stuff primarily is coming out on everything except for demon souls and the medium which are both next gen exclusives yeah but, i'm a bit annoyed about demon souls but hey ho yeah, it will be there waiting for you, man, when you can get there. Sure. In the end. So, yeah. I could share play to you on the PS4. Can you do that? What? Yeah, can that was play? one of the features of the UI. You can share play to somebody else's console. Yeah. I thought you so could I can just... Watch, I can watch you play Demon's Souls badly. What, even, even on the <laughs> PS4? Badly. Paul, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's just not... I've never seen I, you play a Soulsborne game, so I'm just going to assume you're not very good at them. I absolutely <laughs> rinse Star Wars. Um, That's not... That doesn't really count. That Souls Light, Greg. Yeah. Well, I completed Demon Souls the first time around, um, and I didn't find it difficult. And then it was was a little bit worried why people thought it was crazy difficult, um, but we'll see. It's just glitchy more than difficult. Mm. I'm hoping that, that this remaster fixes that. Mm. But I'm pretty sure you can actually share people to play uh, with their console too. Okay, so I might be able to dip in. And... Yes. I mean, are you actually getting Demon Souls? Yeah. Ooh. It's getting everything. <laughs> it's a video game, Greg. <laughs> it's getting... oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> right then, let's talk about Monster Hunter, shall we? Yay. Yay. No, uh, not, not the yay you think it is, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Most specifically, the Monster Hunter movie trailer. Oh, God. Uh, which has been made by the same guy that made those lovely Resident Evil movies with Mila Jovovich. Uh, this film also stars Mila Jovovich and is directed by the same dude. And it looks... Uh, it looks like a film that Vin Diesel should be in, but isn't. Um, it I think like that's a film that didn't need to be made. Directed by Paul uh, Thomas w. Anderson. S. And- no, Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson is the the more artsy-fartsy director that does... Oh, he's the guy that did Mandolia. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, there's a very big difference in these two Yeah, choices. there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is, is Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, Resident Evil 1 to 7... Wow. And now this, yeah, very different to Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes. Um, who haven't I gone to first? Uh, Sean, what what did you make of the Monster Hunter trailer? I have absolutely no link to Monster Hunter. I played one of the games on, I think it was a 3DS. Uh, Ultimate. Uh, yes, and uh, it was fine. You know, I played it for a bit and just thought, yeah. So I, I've got no affinity towards Monster Hunter, but I think this movie looks dumb as fuck. But also, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. So I guess this is the problem because I don't I don't really have a Monster Hunter movie in mind. 
I just have, now I, I wish it wasn't real people and I wish it had tiny little cats with swords, but also- There is, there is gonna be a tiny cat in there. Yes, there, well there you go then. What the fuck are you complaining about? <laughs> it's, it's, I wish it wasn't real people going into this Monster Hunter world. I wish it was Monster Hunter people fighting monsters. But I guess, you know, for whatever reason... You've got to have a tenuous real-world link somewhere. Exactly. They think the fucking audience is so dumb that they're not going to be able to relate to a character yeah. who doesn't carry a gun and isn't part of the army. But It's just, whatever. Trans- it's just Transformers, isn't it? It's bloody Ty Diggs and his... Um, <laughs> not Ty Diggs. Uh, what's he called? Josh Duhamel and his Marine squad taking on Transformers. But it's just, yes. oh, look, our inferior weaponry is crap against these monsters. We need Tony Jar to come in with some actual weapons. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know it's going to be stupid, but also you are part yeah. of the problem if you go and watch it. I, d- I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I genuinely have absolutely no reason for <laughs> for me to like dislike it from the bat. I Side- can go and watch it, and it can be absolute garbage, and I'll be fine with it. Side note: Has anyone seen the trailer for that Nicolas Cage film, Jujitsu? No, not yet. Oh, it's it's on par. It's awful, and there is no actual jujitsu in it. <laughs> He takes on an alien warrior that doesn't do jujitsu. Seriously, it's really odd. Seriously, that's everyone's homework tonight. Let's go and watch the jujitsu trailer. Uh, Greg and Toby, Monster <sighs> Hunter. Talk well, like Sean said, it didn't need to be live action. Monster Hunter World proved that there is an audience for it. Um, they could have made a CGI or an animated film based in that universe, not not following the same story, just a similar kind of thing. Adventures go and fight monsters. Monsters fight back. There's a bigger problem going on. There's some ecological type themes to it that, you know, you don't want to disrupt the balance between the monsters and the world they live in. Blah, 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 blah. No, we've got basically another vehicle for his wife to star in an action film based on a video game franchise that's going to, it's going to make millions because why the fuck not? Because some people like the Resident Evil films. Fuck knows why. Um, so it's just going to be an absolute pile of horseshit. But it's going to be, like Sean says, enjoyable horseshit if you turn your brain off. It's just, ah, oh, just he's the new, he's the new Uwe Boll. You know, it's it's going to be House of the Dead and Far Cry and Alone in the Dark all over again. Stop giving Paul W.S. and licenses. Apparently, he already had the license of the film from a while back because this was pitched a, what, like a couple of years ago for the film, and he was just like, yeah. What everyone didn't realise when they were vying Capcom for it is I already had the licence. And it's like, you are a dick. The only good film you made was Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon. Oh my God, he made Event Horizon, didn't he? Yeah, which is a great film. Yeah. A little bit little bit snooky-loopy on the plot, but yeah, he did Event Horizon and the first yeah. Resident Evil film was good. And then it just... just the first Resident Evil film was great because it was an original story and it wasn't an amazing film. And it wasn't, you know, like... When I first saw it, I thought the slow-mo kick and the dog was cool and the laser grid thing was cool. I mean, I could watch it now with a more critical eye and go, yeah, it's a bit shit, but I enjoy it. But yeah, from that, they were just... Uh, Resident Evil 2 with its motorbike through the church window, apropos of nothing. And yeah, bleh. Sorry, Toby, I kind of ran away with that one. <laughs> um, ditto to pretty much everything. Um, I just can't believe they've taken Monster Hunter and t- turned it from a fantasy, you know, with swords and axes and all that kind of stuff that would have been loads of fun into a gung-ho military sci-fi. It looks ridiculous, stupid, and I probably won't bother watching it. I haven't bothered to watch a lot of video game movies over the last five, six years or so um, because they never get better. That's, the tr- that's my real trouble with them. Um, and this, yeah, it, it looks exactly like the trouble with the last 
five of the Resident Evil movies. I think I agree with Greg that the first one was the best. Um, I didn't mind number two because it had Jill, um, which is all right. She was quite good. But the rest of it, yeah, it just fizzled into just being completely ridiculous movies. Um, and this looks like it's exactly the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if someone said it's actually Alice and she's gone into the Monster Hunter <laughs> universe because it's a parallel universe because it still has to be fucking Alice in every single thing. Um, yeah, I just, no, 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 no. It looks terrible. Side note, I just watched the trailer to Jiu-Jitsu. That is the movie of the year. <laughs> I, I, everyone should watch that trailer. It is phenomenal. Like, I feel hollower inside for what having watched it. <laughs> it. It took something from me. And I thank you for that, Greg. Sorry. I thank you for hurting my soul in such a way <laughs> in that trailer. <laughs> Does. <laughs> right, there's a bit in the Resident Evil 2 film that I've never understood. No, it's the end of the... F- yeah, it's the second one, because there's, like, Carlos and the pimp and all that. Um, they're still kind of, like, wanted by Umbrella for helping Alice out and all that kind of shit. And they all rock up in a car at the end to the Umbrella facility and they're all let in. I'm like, hang on. At what point did these guys go from being hunted by Umbrella for aiding Alice to they can now go and help her escape from cryopod things because she's super psychic badass. Oh, I'm thinking too much about it. It's an awful film. Yeah, that isn't that isn't the worst part of Resident Evil 2, is it? No, I think, I think um, the last film with its 50 million jump cuts was the worst. I remember watching it, the guys are watching it work, and I was like, this film is giving me a migraine. Because he's having a fight with um, Jason Isaac's character, and like every punch thrown isn't just one single shot. It's like, it's broken up into about five different camera angles for her punch, and then the same for his punch, and just about everything in that film. Uh, oh, yeah. Which one was it where they crashed into a prison? Yes. Third one? It start off, does it start off in a desert? Yeah, and then they ended up crashing a plane on the top of a prison or something? Something like that, yeah. Oh, then, oh then, they, then they escape in planes to go to Antarctica or something. I didn't I watch them. And then there was one where there's like underwater suburbs and it's like underwater Russian zombies or something. Yes. I think the, um, the, the trouble with these is that they've, they've done the exact same thing as the games did for a while. When you went from, from 5 and 6, Resident Evil 5 and 6, just got more and more stupid, more and more gung-ho, more and more about crashing zombies into people's faces, sorry, mm. crashing motorbikes into people's faces and things like that. It was all about the spectacle, yeah. whereas that's not what Resident Evil was about and that's no, not what no. we all signed up and wanted to play. And actually what's, what, what I was saying right at the beginning of this about Resident Evil 7 is that the way they've completely redone that is going back to horror roots and it is yeah, far, yeah. far better that's for it. got a lot of praise for. And this is why, this is why all of those last Resident Evil movies just did the exact same thing. But there's no like continuity either because at the end of the sixth one, is it the end of the sixth one? They're all on top of the White House. It's like Alice, Ada, Leon, I want to say Barry's up there as well. And by the start of the seventh one, they're all dead. So they, just, they just got killed and then she's the only sole survivor and I'm like hang on you're telling me three out of the four major protagonists from the other games are dead oh because Alice survives because she's a psychic ninja from the future and it's like oh piss off what, what they actually meant was we can't afford, afford to them. pay these <laughs> yeah. characters and the ones that he could afford decided that they, they had already injured their own career that much by being yep. these films enough but that's, but, why, um, that's why they recast uh, well they didn't recast Johnny Cage they killed him off at the start of Mortal Kombat 2 Lyndon <laughs> Ashby didn't want to be in Mortal Kombat 2 so it's like the end of the first Mortal Kombat film was great and it's like oh, cliffhanger with Shao Kahn and then Mortal Kombat Annihilation starts and it's like ah, Johnny Cage is like don't worry I've got this and gets his neck snapped or his back broken in like 30 seconds it's like oh okay 
And then they recast bloody Christopher Lambert as um, James Remar from The Warriors. And it's like, oh, Raiden, you've changed. <laughs> I'd love if they'd like wreck on the line now. Like, yeah, I just got the new DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, in a couple of uh, hours time, I'll look different again. I've got, yeah. I've, I've got some coins for the crypt. I'll be going, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, heading down like, to get myself I've, a new outfit. I've spoken to the, uh, the other Elder Gods and they've given me a budget. <laughs> Apparently there is another new Mortal Kombat film on the way and it's supposed to be like an R18 and it's going to be absolutely sick. Yeah, but... and they're getting Lambert back apparently. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. He was all right. It's, no, it, he, was, it, he was fine. He was, he was a good Raiden. But I also... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't understand why they need to cast him at his advanced stage. Because he's immortal, isn't it? Yeah, he's not a fucking immortal. Oh, he's yeah, a be, be it doesn't matter. I love, I love the bit of the fight. I love the bit of the fight where he's stood next to the goons and he punches. He goes yes, and he punches one in the arm, and it's just like, and it looks all like, whoop. Like you're the god of thunder. Why would you be apologising for punching someone in the arm? Yeah, I don't know. It's still a great film though. The five hundred dollars sunglasses. That's all. Anyway, I've watched the jujitsu trailer as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we were doing on the on silent for a bit there. Yeah, it looks awful. I won't be watching that either. There must be some good video game movies out there. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Is it just Mortal Kombat? Well, you like Sonic. I do like Sonic. Mortal Kombat for me, despite my absolute slating of Paul W.A.S. Anderson, Mortal Kombat is still one of my favorite. Just, you know, when I was like 10 and then there was just that, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, although when I was 10, Street Fighter was a good film. I mean, I've, I own it on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the DVD. I've got Mario Brothers on DVD as well. Nice. Yeah. Wow, it's not. It's awful. But um, I remember I was in HMV and they had the Street Fighter Steelbook Blu-ray for a fiver, and I was like, "Oh, I'd be wrong not to." Still wrapped. It might. It might go up in value one day. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, tell me, have you got any favorite video game movie? Yeah, I really struggled with this. Um, I, <laughs> I think that almost every single one that I've ever seen would would struggle to get a seven out of ten. Um, so. I think if I had to pick one that was actually, you know, I enjoyed enough, you know, to remember bits of it <laughs> was probably the one, and it's probably the most recent for the same reason, is um, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. I liked that mm-hmm. one. Um, Dominic West was good in it. She was good in it. Um, I, I kind of remember her neck being artificially extended in all the posters for some re- weird reason. It was, um, yeah. And then she had bow and arrow instead of guns, which I liked. It had the cool Japanese Empress Himiko storyline from the rebooted trilogy's first game. Um, and I thought that was the best storyline that they had in Tomb Raider for ages. Um, so yeah, that film was probably the most passable attempt at a video game movie that I can think of. Um, because mm. there's been just so many bad ones. Um, Silent Hill was pretty good. It was, it was quite faithful to the story. Yeah, faithful. I wouldn't say good. Mm, yeah. But... It's up to you. It's, 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 this yeah, is yeah, completely it's, subjective. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, oh, no, that's I'm not, I'm not probably the one for me. Best, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you have a an all-time favourite video game movie? Or one that you think is not terrible? There's, there's a few not terrible ones. you got like Detective Pikachu. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, do you know what? I'll give you that. Detective Pikachu, Pikachu wasn't that bad. I didn't think of that one earlier. Um, if you if you're talking about like, there's lots and lots of really great documentaries about video games, you know, like uh, King of Kong. Um, but I guess you know, if you're talking about video games, uh, sorry, movies based on video games, Ready Player One. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna say. I genuinely thought you were gonna say that. 
Do you know, <laughs> the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. And mm. the, the reason why I enjoy it is because I don't, I don't see it as like, I don't see it as plundering my, my childhood for references and stuff. I see it as um, a reward for a misspent youth. I understand the references. I can sit there and go, yeah, that's great. I'm not tapping people on the shoulder to go, there's, 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 there's Robocop. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm just enjoying it. And, you know, the plot's not great, but it's, it's fine. You know, it's, it's a perfectly good seven out of 10. I give it eight out of 10, my review, because I'm a sucker. Um, Assassin's Creed. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed. I know nobody else did, but that's fine because no one else likes Assassin's Creed as much as I do. That's, that's absolutely fine. Warcraft was good. I'll tell you a fun story about Assassin's Creed. I interviewed Roger Craig Smith after it came out. And I remember him saying to me, man, the, when you describe the animus out loud, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, like when you say it in real life, it's like, uh, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's just the, my one memory of the Assassin's Creed movie is Roger Craig Smith slating it because the animus, when it's said out loud by real people, makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> do you, the, the problem with the problem with the Assassin's Creed movie is they try to make it a spectacle the same as they all do and the problem is you'll never get we will never ever have a masterpiece of a video game movie because everyone who plays the video game is expecting to get the same feeling out of a movie that they do when they're playing a video game and you never will because it's a passive experience to watch a movie it's it's an active experience to play a video game we're never going to get that same experience if you can get a different experience out of it then great. And that's why they tried to make it a, a spectacle. And that's why when they did the animus in the movie, they had this claw that was throwing a guy around and he was, he, you know, he, it was fucking ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Yeah, but, but it works better on a big screen. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's not a guy lying on a bed. It's, it, that would have been boring <laughs> as fuck. But it was fine in the video game because yeah. we were actually playing the game. So, so this is the thing. <clears throat> the last time we talked about video game movies on the pod, I kind of declared my idea that I want to see movies about games that don't have stories. I'd rather see a lore explored. I want to see or expanded upon. You know, I don't want to see a Last of Us movie. I don't want that amazing 15-hour, 20-hour experience boiled down to two hours because something will, will be missing that a fan loves and something will be cut from that that you're looking for. And ultimately, that would disappoint you. I'd rather see... Like, I remember talking to a friend of mine once about, about Rocket League. And I was like, yeah, the world of Rocket League what the hell is it? It doesn't make any sense. I want to see what that world is. I want to know why that is. I don't want to see a rags to riches story about a rocket league racer. And I'd make it if I had the money and I had the time, you know, I'd, I, I would watch that movie <laughs> big time. Cause I think it would be a really fun movie like speed I'm, racer. You know, I am absolutely 100% in agreement with you, but then I realized the battleship exists. And then the whole argument comes completely <laughs> crumbling down that, that a board game about battleships could turn into such a shit movie. Yeah, so, obviously we get we get we get the right people on it. Yeah, okay. I don't know, I don't know who, but yeah, yeah get Chris the Wachowskis would, on it. Wachowskis would nail it. Christopher Nolan would make a good Rocket League movie. He would. And it'd he be would, gritty. Yeah. You know. <laughs> a gritty Rocket League movie. That's what we need. Where are they? What the goals? Where are the goals? <laughs> Where are they? Yeah. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. I mean, in terms of favorite ones, I think I don't know if they really count. But does Scott Pilgrim count as a video game movie? No, Wreck It Ralph, comic book, comic book movie. Yeah, I like Wreck It Ralph for those reasons as well. I think that's a fun, fun little nod to video game culture. And but no, not one directly about a game because I always think they leave things out, like those Tomb Raider movies. 
something that isn't quite there that you want to see as a fan. Did anyone else watch the Ratchet and Clank movie? Yeah. Did anyone else enjoy it? Same as the problem with the rest of them. Okay. Six, five out of ten, something like that. Yeah. It's all fair right. Enough. Fair enough. I think um, if we're pitching uh, ideas for movies, I want an alien isolation. I want Ridley Scott to just stick all the stupid droids and David Fassbender, throw, throw that all out and go back to the story about one alien and one person on a space station. Because that storyline was actually as good as the first two movies. So I think go back and give me that story. Give me that as a film. I'd like that. No, not if you ask IGN. No? What I'll never they said it was awful and too long. Oh, they're idiots. And the AI was, was unpredictable, which made it yeah, terrible. That's why it was so good. Exactly. Oh, it was a fantastic uh, game. Uh, one of my all-time favorite self-games ever. It's brilliant. I think IGN gave it 6.9 out of 10, which I still, um, <laughs> I still have not forgiven. <laughs> well, that's my movie pitch. Okay. I'm sure we'll, we'll bring this topic around again at some point when Monster, Monster Hunter comes out. And we've all seen it, and we all think it's brilliant. <laughs> we're like, oh, damn it. Turns that out it's so wrong. <laughs> Is it due this year or next year or next year, I presume now? When COVID finishes. Yeah. Or will it hit streaming when, services? When, when season one of COVID is over. Yeah. <laughs> all the films come out at that point. <laughs> yeah. Man, next year is going to be insane, isn't it? Everything's dropping finishes. all at once. Yeah, if COVID finishes. <laughs> if we actually get to go to the cinemas again, that would be fun. So, Toby, Toby, caveat Anderson there. All right, now let's move on to the Indie Corner with Mr. Sean Davies. Word up, homies. Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) Let's talk about some indie games. What up, dogs? (laughs) How's it hanging? (laughs) Hello, my home brothers. Um, So the first game I want to talk about is called Beasts of Maravilla. Sorry, Beasts of Maravilla Island, it's called. Um, it's a 3D puzzle platformer game uh, where you explore an island that is teeming with fantastical life. Uh, your job is to explore, learn about the environment and the wildlife, make friends with some of the weird beings that exist on this island, and photograph um, the animals and beings on this island to photograph and like research their goings-on. It's, it's a crazy kind of concept that's been done before, but this one looks by far the best attempt to it. Um, you can follow development of the game uh, on Twitter at, at Beasts, and it's coming to PC and Switch. It's from a team called Banana Bird Studios and they've already had a Kickstarter which was successful. So this game is definitely happening. Um, and But if you, if you wanted to back it, I think there is like a backing. So if you wanted to go and give some money to the development, I'm pretty sure they won't turn you away. Uh, so the second game I wanted to talk about. So... Halloween is coming up and we always, always have a a massive glut of either scary games or normal games getting scary DLC. So like FIFA even has Halloween DLC these days. It's it's rare that we get a a Halloween game that's aimed at kids. Um, Despite the fact that this is like a whole thing for kids these days. Um, But this year we're getting two. So the first one's Pumpkin Jack and I'm not going to talk about that again because we've talked about it at length before. It's a great game. Go and have a look at it. The one that I want to talk about is called FIFO's Night. Uh, this is a 3D puzzle platformer that looks exactly like a rare game from the N64 days. It's like a love letter to those games. So it's a 3D puzzle platformer. 
and it's set in and around this enchanted sprawling mansion. Um, you play as a ghost called FIFO, and he's trying to recover these candies, which uh, help keep the order of the ghosts in this mansion in check. But they've been stolen, so you're out to recover them. It's going to be free to play, completely free to play. It's been made by some students in Unity. It looks fantastic, and it's going to be releasing on October 29th on Steam. So that's FIFO's Night. So go and add that to your wish list. It will be completely free. So the third game, I think Toby put me onto this game. I'm not entirely sure um, where I learned of it, but I, I think that Toby told me about this game called Key Locker. Mm, maybe. Uh, it's, it's, in a world, it's in a silent world where music has been banned. It's been prohibited. And it's about this, it's like an RPG game, asymmetric RPG, where this character called Bobo uh, teams up with her, with her jukebox drummer friend called Rocket to go out and bring music back to the world. So it's like an asymmetric RPG where you go around and do turn-based battles, but also it's got rhythm games in there where you play music that look like Guitar Hero and Drum Hero and DJ Hero and those, those kind of games. Um, it looks very, very cool. It's got a fantastic art style and it's coming out on PC and other consoles probably. Um, I think I think I did. And I think it was when it came to one of those festivals and I think I just said, this is a very cool looking cyberpunky, weird, but, you know, a bit extra. Yeah, well, whatever whatever reason it was, I saw the name on, on it's Twitter. It's cool. It lodged in my brain. I was like, I need to check this out because somebody's recommended it to me. So I, I went and checked it out. And whoever it was, if it was you, Tony, Toby, well done. It's a great game. Thank you for your recommendation. If it was somebody else, thank you for the recommendation. Um, you should go and check out Key Locker on Steam and add it to your wish list. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure. Right, don't go anywhere because it's time for the quiz answers. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. 1998 quiz question answers. Let's go. So question one, uh, which 1998 stealth action game featured protagonist called Rikimaru and Ayame? How is that supposed to pronounce, Greg? A bit more japanese Go on, give it to me. No, I'm not Japanese. No. So why were you giving me shit then? <laughs> Fucking you, arsehole. Because you've got a weird accent. <laughs> You're not over the Limp Biscuit thing, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, okay, question one, what's the answer, uh, Greg? It was Tenchu. Tenchu Stealth Assassins. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Thank you. Question two. Which comedy network TV show was transformed into a first-person shooter for the N64 in 1998? Roscoe? South Park. South Park is correct. And it was awful. It wasn't God, right. I got that right on a guess. <laughs> uh, question three. In which 1998 game do you explore the Black Mesa research facility, Toby? Uh, Half-Life 2. Half-Life Half 1. Half-Life 1. Oh. Oh, snap. I wrote two. Dang, you're you a spanner. <laughs> oh, dang. I'm just adding noises. Okay. Ooh. That's time. It's like 2005, I think. Like a Jeremy Carl audience. <gasps> oh, oh that's, a, that's a blast in the past. That's gone now, isn't it? Yep. Wow. Fuck you, Jeremy Carl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question four. In which 1998 survival horror game would you play the fourth survivor and the Tofu survivor gameplay modes? Greg? You're asking me like I should know this. Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 is correct. <laughs> uh, question 5. In 1998, Rare released just one video game, and it was for the N64. Uh, what game was it, Roscoe? Uh, I'm going with Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie is correct. Yeah! Yes. I, I put Blast Core. Oh. 
Question six, which Arsenal football player featured on the front cover of the FIFA 99 box art in Europe? Toby? Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp is correct. Yes. Oh, I thought it was I got a football question right. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Question seven. But you didn't know when Half-Life came out. <laughs> it's just really weird. <laughs> uh, who are you, Toby? Who's taken of your body? <laughs> uh, question seven. In the German version of The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, the Carpenters are named after the four members of which 60s British pop group? Uh, Greg? I put the Beatles. Yeah, they are named John, Paul, George, and Ringo. They I thought are... you were going to say, like, no, it's actually the Carpenters. No, it's the monkeys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, that was a trick question or something, because I've never heard of that. It would have been funny as the monkeys, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question eight. Which 1998 3D platforming game was the second ever game to be made by Insomniac Games and was originally a PlayStation exclusive? Ross? Spyro. Spyro the Dragon is correct. Uh... Question nine. Yeah, you're right, Ross. I didn't. I, you said you were like, oh, you'll know this one, and I didn't. I put Croc. Oh. What else? Was, what else? Was Spyro one then. Croc was. Um, oh, it was only on the PlayStation. Psygnosis, wasn't it? wasn't it? It might have been Psygnosis. Yeah, mm. I can't remember. Mm, I can't remember. I can't either. remember. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, question nine. In Tomb Raider three, the adventures of Lara Croft. The first level was set in which location? Was it India, Nevada, the South Pacific, or Antarctica? Um, Toby. I took a pun on Antarctica. That is incorrect. I had to take a part on South Pacific. That is also incorrect. Tits. The answer is India. See, if you had two minutes two, I would have said Tibet. There you go. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Same. I would have been all right on that one. Yeah. Finally, very much. question 10. Which 1998 vehicular combat game is set in an alternate version of 1975 and features two teams called the Vigilantes and the Tiger Coyotes? Uh, Greg? Vigilante 8? Vigilante 8 is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said is the name a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, and I said no to try and throw people off because you're just yeah. like, where's the two now? <laughs> the answer. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. I did not do very well today. Okay, let's, let's, let's find out who won. Let's go with Roscoe first. Eight. Eight. Toby? Seven. Greg? Wow, just lowly half a dozen for me. That's six in real. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, help us out. I heard, I heard Sean breathe, <laughs> Sean breathe in, like he was like, how many is that? That's uh, that, that that's six in the south of England. Yeah, half a baker's dozen. No, that'd be six point five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done, Ross. Hey, yeah, how about that? Thank you very much, Sean. A lovely quiz. Oh. It's only lovely <laughs> when you win. It really is. It really is. <laughs> It was fun. Uh, right then, let's finish off with Out This Week. And, Mr. Toby Anderson, what is Out This Week? Uh, so, October 20th, uh, we've got Amnesia Rebirth coming out on PC and PS4. Uh, we've got Hyper Brawl Tournament coming out on everything, so PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. And Monster Truck Championship on Xbox One, which I believe uh, we've got a code for, so we'll have a review of that one from Sean, I think. Word. On word, do you not have that one? It's already up, isn't it? Oh, it's already up. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so uh, from October 21st, uh, Scourge Bringer comes to Switch and PC, and a game called Horace, uh, which is a little indie one, comes to Switch. On the 22nd, Raise the Dead is coming out on PS4 and PC, 
and Goner 2. It's coming out on Switch and PC. Uh, a game called Disc Room uh, comes out on PC and Switch. And The Red Lantern comes out on Switch and PC. Uh, another one I know we've got uh, hopefully coming is uh, Macrotis. Uh, which comes out on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One, um, again on the 22nd. And Torchlight 3 comes out on the Switch. Um, that one looks quite popular this week, um, and that's on the 22nd as well. And then the last bunch on the 23rd um, is Transformers Battlegrounds on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One, which I think Greg's got. I am. Cool. And Pumpkin Jack, which we just mentioned, is hopefully coming out on PC and Switch on October 23rd as well. And a strange little game called BH Trials Digger Parkour on Xbox One. Um, and that's your lot. That's what's coming out this week. All right. Thank you, Zoe. No worries. If anything there takes your fancy, grab it and let us know what you think. Right then, that does bring an end to this week's podcast. Thank you all very much indeed. For listening, don't forget you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Follow our link tree in the description to find us in all the places. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can look in the description. All of our handles are in there, except for Toby's, who's smart and not on Twitter yet. We'll get him on there eventually, one day. You never know. So it is goodbye from Mr. Tony Anderson. Uh, sayonara. Goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Oh, well. And goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. I will see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. And one final question is, do you think we can fly? <laughs> just to get it in there, just the one short sure enough. <laughs> <laughs>